0: With who you with kirk though. I'm M. I'm M. I'm M. I'm, M. I'm M. Welcome to speak on it with who you with kirk though. I'm M, I'm M, I'm M, I'm Welcome, welcome to speak on it with who you with kirk though. Welcome to speak on it with who you with Kirk though. I'm M, you, I'm M, I'm in I'm in, I'm in. I'm in. Hey, Happy birthday. Happy birthday. A, to be, welcome, welcome hey, to speak on it with who you with Kurt. Welcome, welcome to speak on it with who you with I'm Em. Welcome, I'm Welcome, I'm Em. Welcome, I'm Em. Welcome, welcome, welcome to speak on it with who you with Kurt. Welcome to speak on it with who you with Kurt. I'm Em. Welcome, welcome I'm Em. Welcome, welcome I'm Em. Welcome, welcome I'm Welcome, welcome I'm Welcome to speak on it with who you with Welcome, welcome to speak on it with who you with Kurt. I'm Em. Welcome, welcome I'm Em. Welcome, welcome I'm Em. Welcome, welcome I'm Em. Welcome, i welcome to speak on it, welcome, welcome to speak on it. I welcome to speak on it, welcome to speak on it. i in welcome to speak on it, welcome, welcome to speech on it. I'm welcome to speak, welcome to speak, welcome to speak, welcome. I welcome to speak, I Welcome to speak, I Welcome to speak, I welcome to speak, I'm welcome speak, I'm welcome I am, I'm, who you wake dog. Welcome to speak on it with
1: who you wake Kirk dog. I'm em. who you wake Kirk dog. Happy Tuesday to everyone. Hopefully everybody had a great day today. Today is always a good day and every other day. Any day I can get up it's a great day. Uh, welcome to the show. I want to welcome everyone listening on Facebook, YouTube, Periscope, Twitch. DLive is in the house. Even Twitter is in the house. Uh, you can live chat with us in the chat room. Uh, if you are on my personal page, uh, switch over to speak on with Who You With Kurt Doe page and... Um, Uh, We can actually display your chat in the chat room. Uh, I will try to read them all, Um, but it has been an interesting day. So tonight, I want to know how do y'all feel about um, the verdict today? I have my feelings about it, but I want to hear from y'all. See how do y'all feel about it? Uh, You can actually um, um, call in if you want to, 972 591-3665, 972-591-3665. 591-3665. 972-591-3665. Um been making some changes in the uh, studio, so I'm trying to check out some things why while, while we are live since I wasn't able to do it beforehand. So um, so you can actually uh, live chat with us. Uh one of some of the takeaway I see, I'm glad they did find him guilty, which is always good. Um, And to see him get put in handcuffs. Oh, that was even better. So that was a good thing. Uh, Put a smile on my face. Uh, But please do not get it uh, confused. We still need a great sentence to go along with this conviction because the sentence part is what's going to determine if justice really been done or not. Because we seen how they did here in Dallas with Amber Geiger when it came down to the fact that she killed the uh a young brother in his own apartment, sitting on his couch uh eating ice cream. So please do not get it distract- do not get distracted thinking that, oh yeah, he's convicted. He's going to jail right now. But we also need for him to do the proper time for it, because one thing about it uh, is a difference between black laws and white laws. Because if there was a black man that that was going through a trial, he never would have been out. He never would have been given the opportunity to um, post a bail. So you have to look at the inside of the story. Don't get it twisted because it's not over yet. Yes, it's a conviction, but also that judge is also encouraging them to, to file an appeal for a retrial. So don't get it twisted. Yes, today was a great victory, but at the same time, if a retrial come up, it doesn't mean it's going to get the same outcome. Or if they decide not to get him a retrial, well, guess what? We still have the sentences phase of it. And in the sentences phase, we know a lot of white folks get a flap on the wrist and they don't get the same penalty what they should get for the crime that they committed. So please don't get it twisted and understand that we as a people still need to pay attention to this because they will try to sneak it in where we don't understand exactly what's going on. So definitely pay a, a close attention to this. But I want to know how y'all feeling about this, because uh, me personally, yeah, it's good to um, <clears throat> to uh, see them put this man in handcuffs, take him out of um out of the courtroom in handcuffs. But once again, who knows? He's convicted, but that don't mean a thing because he could get a retrial. He could be back on the streets again, or they could give him a slap on the wrist. If you paid attention in the trial, the judge did encourage um, and kept bringing up uh, possible mistrial and stuff like that. But everybody have their opinion about these charges. Uh, this should have been murder. Uh, this dude, he he intent. In my eyes, he intentionally uh, tried to kill his brother, and that's that's a problem within itself. Because if that was a black man kneeling on a white man' uh, neck like that. It would have would have been an open shut case. They would have been on had the trial and had the d- brother sentenced to uh, for life. It wouldn't have been that easy. So don't don't get it twisted. Yes, we happy it's a conviction, but also the possible retrial could come up. Then also, um, got to be concerned about the sentence and the judge is the one that's going to sentence him. So that's what you have to look at. If the judge through the sentence, he can end up um, giving him a light sentence and then come off the bench and give him a hug. We've seen that before. Uh, we got a call coming in. Hold on. Let's see who this is. Hi, a friend or family member.
2: Oh, oh hell.
1: hell. Uh, that's why I don't answer. Um, uh I know numbers, but um, and and if any of my friends or family is giving out my call my number, trust me, you will be blocked because I don't do that. Before I give out anybody information, I always check with them first. But definitely, this uh, trial is definitely going to be a uh, um uh, interesting thing. It's not over yet; we're still going to be in this fight. This fight is not over yet. Uh, I thought that was Big Bubba calling me back because he did call me earlier, and he asked me if I can send him a couple of things because he knew he was gonna have cup have a a visitor, a new roommate. So he wanted a pick and uh, and some uh, vaseline. I don't know what for, it, but he said he had company coming to 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 hang out with him for a while. So. Y'all yeah, seen the picture going around on social media, uh, Big Bubba and Derek. So they probably having a party. Kind of that scene from House Party when they was uh, picking straws, who get the biggest one and get to go first. But hey, I'm glad they did find him guilty. But please, that's not the end of it. It's gonna be more to it at the end of it because what have to happen is. That sentence is part of it, they have to be able to sentence him the correct way. Mess around, he get probation, or he mess around and get a flap on the wrist like Amber Geiger did, and don't forget about her either, because um, her hearing is next week, a week from today, where she's trying to get her sentence lowered to a lower sentence where she can actually get out of. Uh, Get out of uh, out of prison. Got somebody from Canada calling. Hold on. Awesome. Radio chaos. Oh, radio calling. To accept,
2: press
1: one. This is- radio, what's going on, brother? You on with speaking with who? You with Kurt, though. Well, how are you doing? I'm doing great. How about yourself? Good. That's good. Uh, I'm sure you want to talk about that trial, that that guilty verdict. Um,
3: yeah, I wasn't
1: surprised at all. It was a strong case. Yeah, I'm not surprised, but I also feel that people have to pay attention because the judge is going to be the one that sentenced him. And that can be kind of shaky. We've seen how they did in Dallas, and that was an open and shut case, but still, she got a flap on the wrist. So,
3: but yeah, I went to Dallas,
1: so didn't, didn't the jury sentence Geiger? Um,. Uh, I, I'm i not, let me pull it up and see. Uh, like I tell people all the time um, when we on the show uh, sometimes portions come up and we have to um, have to uh, check it out.
3: But even if... Yeah, I'm the, pretty sure because I think um, Geiger at the beginning of the trial, her uh, lawyer's motion that if she was found guilty she wanted to be sentenced by a uh, jury. That's, that's a law that's um, kind of... Uh,
1: only happens in Texas, I think. Yeah, I feel like, uh, uh, hold on. Uh, yeah, yeah, it was. Jury delivered the sentence, and, um, uh, yeah, and you are right. She was, uh, sentenced by the jury. But even with that judge, he, he kept getting kind of frustrated with the, um, with the uh, uh, prosecutor. So welcome to the show, Robin. Robin, welcome to the show. Said it's a start, I'm not surprised, but I was scared today anyways. It's a scary sight to uh, decide what's gonna happen. And you're right. We never know exactly what's gonna take place in a trial like this, but uh, we still need to pay attention to it until they say how much time he's gonna get. I'm all, I'm going to continue to keep a eye on it because it's, it's a scary thing. Um, I don't know if you can see Robin comment uh, radio, but she said the judge opened the door for his appeal. I don't have a lot of faith in his sentence. I'm praying it's 40 plus years. I, I'm hoping it's 40. I've always said I hope he get at least 20. At least 20, 40 would be great, but 20 at least. So um so radio, tell me how you how you really feel about it. I know you said you're not surprised about it. Um mm-hmm. and I know a lot of people were saying they didn't think he was gonna gonna get found guilty because of our just uh uh our system that we have and it's hard to find a police officer guilty of a murder of a black man. Uh, They'll get a slap on the wrist or something like that. But to be found on all three counts, that was kind of hard to do. Uh, But I'm glad it was all three. So tell me exactly how you feel about it. And if you feel like it was the right call. Oh, totally. But I I think The main difference in this case was was the video. If that young girl had to take in that video, um,
2: it would have been the cops word against the witnesses and then they probably, all the witnesses there, they would say, oh no, they're all lying. But the video spoke
3: for itself. And um, that young girl, I have to hand it to her, like she filmed that whole thing and she didn't flinch at all and, and posted on social media the next day. And that was the key. Because you see Chauvin's body language in it? Yeah. And that defiant, and actually I think half of, wh- of why he was doing it was when the people were telling him, hey, what are you doing? I think his ego was just like, you don't tell me what to do. And I think he just doubled down on it. And it was like, I'm the cop, I'm the law enforcement professional. He, this guy, he, he had this attitude and you could see it on him. And then the rest of the cops, you see kind of the police culture where they didn't speak up because, oh, well, he's been on the force the longest. So when you see somebody on the force doing something crazy like that, oh, well, we can't say anything. And you never criticize a cop in front of people. So I think it was a a powerful video where it showed the culture of the police department and it showed exactly what happened. And you just look at Joyce Floyd's neck. And the angle and the pressure that was put on that man's neck, and it just speaks for itself.
1: Yeah, with what the young lady did, and then also the the um, uh, the paramedic that was saying, "Hey, you're killing this guy. Uh, please get off his neck." Um, and it doesn't, it didn't matter to him. And then when the paramedics made it there, they had to ask him to move several times before he got off. So I think yeah. that's where where it basically came down to because there've been many videos of, um, unarmed black men killing and they have actually got off. And it, even though the evidence was there, look at, um, Fernando Castillo, um, shot and killed seconds after letting the man know that he's, uh, uh, uh carried to, he have his firearm and it's, uh, console and he can carry a firearm legally and gave him his information and after he looked at it he shot and killed him. He never reached for it. He didn't care who was in the car. That should have been an open and shut case for the simple fact, why are you shooting this man? When he went the proper way to get his license to carry and he did everything right. He told, gave you his license then you turn around he let you know the firearm is in the console, and immediately you shoot and kill him. So that that, that was on video too. That shooting exactly, and and it's like it was open and shut case. But he got got off. He got off. Um, uh, Micah said, "It's the only. It's only when mosquito land on your balls that you realize there is a way to solve a problem without using violence." <laughs> <laughs> hey. <laughs> First of I all, that one. that's good. Yeah, first of all, how how mosquitoes gonna get on your balls? I'm I'm just curious. <laughs> what are you doing? Were they able to land on it? Um <laughs> Robin agreed what you said, agreed his ego and he was intimidating the crowd, yes. Uh Robin also said I'm I'm M have the belief of all those cops needed to be charged. If a cop sees me murdering someone, they will shoot me. These cops aided in the better. Now, now, Robin, I, I, I'm not gonna agree with that. I'm not gonna agree with what you said on the on the last statement. Because if they seen you shooting someone, you have a better chance of of seeing your day in court. But if they see me shooting someone, I'm out of there. I won't have that chance because look at all the mass shootings that have been going on. And these guys take be taking the Burger King, the one in North Carolina, taking the Burger King, get a meal. Uh, The one that shot the state trooper a couple of weeks ago here in Texas. He was taken to jail without an incident. How about the one that actually um, drug a state trooper last week? After he assaulted an employee at a hardware store with some lumber because he didn't want to wear a mask and then turned around when the cops pulled them over, he closed the window on the cop him, drug him going 40 miles per hour. Now, there was a cop behind the truck. He did not shoot him. Then he took, when the uh, officer busted the window, he took his hammer and beat the cop with it. And still he was taken in without a problem. So it's a difference. It's definitely a difference. And I'm, I know where you're coming from. Trust me, I do, because you've been following the show quite a bit. But it's a difference. It's a big difference uh, between black and white laws. I hate to keep saying that because it makes myself sound like a racist, but I'm just calling out the facts because it's a big difference between black and white laws. And it's scary. It's scary for a black man or for a minority person. It's very scary. So, um, so radio, how much time do you think he would get? Well, it depends. Uh, it's going to be.
3: Uh, I heard him give the uh, date today for sentencing. And usually, after you're found guilty, it's like a couple of months, and then um, I guess they have to look at all the mitigating factors. Uh, for going
1: into the I think the judge is gonna hit him hard. I hope he I do. do. I hope he do. I hope he do what's right. And give him the proper time that he should get, but don't give him a slap on the wrist just because he's a police officer uh, ex police officer. Uh, and I also think the head
3: prosecutor uh, did a great job. I thought he was like uh, just an outstanding lawyer.
1: Yeah, all of them did a great job. And and not only that, um, um, it, it's going to be interesting because now the, the appeal process is going to happen. He have a week to provide an appeal and depends on what it is. They talking about the jury could have seen the news over the weekend. I'm like this over this past year. Who haven't seen the video? And I think I think so many people have seen it. So um, I I don't care where you had it at. Welcome to the show, Latonya Holloway. Uh, The cops who who was only on the job for like three weeks should get a lighter sentence. He probably will. He probably will because he only followed what 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 he was instructed to do by his superior officers. So he probably will get a lighter sentence. Um, Unfortunately, it's one of those things. You you have to know what's right and what's wrong. You have to identify that. And for being a public server, you have to identify that pretty quick, because if you don't, it's going to become a problem. Uh, Welcome to the show. Anna Johnson came back after last night. Boy, that was a great show last night. If y'all did not see it. Yeah, I need to listen to the replay. Um, uh, don't forget it is early voting going on and um <clears throat> and uh, all over. So it's early voting, so definitely go out and vote. Uh Anna said, uh tuning in from East Texas, my heart is heavy today. I believe we have a long road of us. Uh I'm unsettled until we hear the sentencing. That's the same thing I said. I have to hear that citizen. So once I'm able to hear that, then I'll be okay because we've seen how how they did here with Amber Geiger got a slap on the wrist. the judge gave her a hug and all of that so um so i i'm I you on that, and uh I'm trying to see what is to not come up okay, my monitor is moving kind of slow, but that's that's definitely um. I'm hoping the judge do give him the right sentence for it. If he gave him at least 20 years, I'm okay with that. But anything less than that, no. Nah. He should get the max. If it's 40 years, he should get 40 years. But 20, I think we could say, okay, that's, and that'll give him a lot of time with Big Bubble. And hopefully he don't get pregnant. So we will have another breaking news. He's pregnant in prison. I don't know how it'll work, but okay. Um, but definitely, he he definitely need to go to jail uh, and do his time. Whatever he's sentenced to, he need to do it all. Unlike Amber Geiger, her case is coming up next week, where she's trying to get her her case lowered to a to a lower charge. So we need to pay attention yeah, she really to that. Her mind pretty fast, huh? Yeah, she did. <laughs> she did. And she definitely did. Uh, I watched that whole trial. I, I watched the whole Amber Greger trial. And
3: uh, when she got up on the stand there, she just, she sealed her own fate. And then she hugged the brother of uh, Botham John. And, you know, you kind of thought, okay, well, she's accepting her fate. And then, oh, well, I'll, no, actually I should be out in two years. Yeah. So uh, I hope she doesn't get her appeal at all. She should serve the full sentence.
1: Well, people have a habit of uh, putting a mask on to try to get a try to get their way with doing things. But me personally, I'm like, hey, you do the crime, you do the time. Uh, Robert said, you know, I know there is a different set of laws for blacks and white people. Those white mass shooters are alive even after killing cops while uh, in violent, unarmed black men or after black men are being executed. Um you are right, Robin. They they definitely uh, execute us in in many ways. Um, uh, Latanya also said, um, "I don't know why my monitor is moving so slow. I'm trying out some new things." So, uh, Latanya said he'll end up getting 20, but only have to serve 10. But he'll probably go to the upper room before that. Oh yeah, yeah. Now, Tanya, Big Bubba called me and said he's waiting for it. He already took a picture of them posing together with no shirt on. So he called and asked for a care package. He wanted a comb, some Vaseline, and some uh, baby oil or something. So um, so I got to send it to him. <laughs> but they're they going to have a little fun. Uh, like I say, I'm too pretty too, too to go to jail. I can't do it. So, um, yeah, but I'm hoping at least 20, uh, I'm hoping, well, if he only served 10, that's not good enough. Hopefully he get the full 40 and he serve at least 20, but at the same time, these other cops that is coming up on trial after them, what you think the outcome would be with that radio?
3: Um, well, I think, uh. I think they all have to be held. You know something, it takes a lot of courage to stand up for what you believe in, and if one of them didn't like what they were seeing there, that you should speak up, and a lot of people don't do that, and they just went along with it. So that that was a serious thing. They were killing
1: a guy. Yeah. <clears throat> that's, that's the same thing I told a cop uh, when I was 18. I told that one cop, I said, hey, man, when you see your partner doing wrong, you do not have to follow his lead. You can stand up and tell him, hey, this ain't right. And that's what happened that day. And the time you tell me, hey, radio, um, I don't know if you're looking at your monitor or not, but she did spoke, speak to you. Um, yep. So um, um, So it's a difference. And, and a lot of times, if you pay, I know in Dallas, um, in Dallas, there's a lot of time when, um, <laughs> Risky sent me a picture. <laughs> yeah. Okay. See, I told y'all, I cannot pay attention to what you and Risky do while I'm live in the middle of talking. She texts me a picture, um, at them in the shower. <laughs> so, <laughs> but, but, um a lot of time when i know here in dallas you don't see at least i don't i can only speak for myself you don't see too many um white cops and black cops together like like you would back in the days now maybe maybe i just haven't seen it now they may roll up in separate cars but for them to be in the same cars, you don't always see that. I don't see it anymore. So uh, uh so that's um that's that's a big thing. and that tells you the division within the police uh um <laughs> tell you the division within the uh police department. Um Robin said I'm about to get go eat, but I wanted to tune in, sending my love to you all. Have a good night. Hey, Robin, I appreciate it. And uh, I'm glad your son is back in school. Everything is going good with you and your family. Continue to tune in. uh, Talk to you soon. Um, Thank you for always tuning in and supporting. Uh, Oh, man, I need that pit too risky. (laughs) I'll see if I can post it later on. She probably posted on her page. Um, Yeah, but uh, it's... um, It's definitely uh, something we need to pay attention to. We need to pay attention to it. Not only this trial, but it's going to be other trials to come up by the officers that that is going to be held accountable. We need to pay attention to it. And please do not get distracted. Um, Do not get distracted because we still got to pay attention to the terrorist attack that happened January 6th in Washington. So we still need to pay attention to that, too. Um, uh, I had a couple of comments coming. Uh, Risky said, I was trying to attach you to this page, but couldn't. No, it won't let you send links to it. Um, T-Cow, welcome to the show, said, I hear you on that, Robert. Um, I, too, wanted to jump in for a minute since I worked tonight. It's been busy. But I, but I was, I got to hear Kirk dog. Hey, I appreciate it. Uh, <clears throat> thank you for always tuning in and supporting the show. Um, so, radio, what type of reaction are you getting up in Canada about the about the trial? Is a lot of people paying attention to it? Have they been um, watching the trial or are oh, they, yeah. have you know yeah, the that trial's all over the world. Um, Everybody I know, they they've seen the video and they said that was just outright, that was just murder in real time. Yeah. You know, just believe you believe your own eyes.
3: But the one disappointing thing I'm seeing in you know, the in the conservative part of America, they're they're all saying this the trial was fake. Now they're saying the jury was tampered with. And it's like, man, like you can't, like politics seems to go into everything. Like this, this was a murder trial. This wasn't about Republican or Democrat. This was about a guy that did wrong, and you can't, and you can't even agree on what you're seeing in a video because there's another YouTuber. He's crazy. He's from like Texas, and he's putting out all this stuff that um, it was all a big conspiracy theory. The jury's been tampered with. Um, nothing was real the uh the prosecutors um were brought in uh you know they were hired out of state and everything and they're all fake and it it's just insane like you you can't even have a trial of law you know and let the evidence come out and the facts come out but politics seeps into it and it's just uh it's too bad like it's like
1: the, this division the seems to go everywhere yeah, and, and the problem is with that because uh, he's probably making good money with these conspiracy theories and stuff like that. I just cannot sell my soul for stuff like that. I've always been told to be honest and truthful about everything I do. That's why I'm not a good liar. Even when I play poker, if someone asks me if I had a best hand, I'm honest with them. Or if they ask me if I have this hand, I will tell them the truth. It's up to them to believe it them now. And then when I beat them, then they'd be like, well, I thought you was lying. That's one thing I don't do. I don't lie. So, uh, yeah. uh well, I mean, wrong is wrong. Like, so
3: what both, you know, th- this conservative is some conspiracy theory stuff. Like you can't look at this trial with, like with the facts and the evidence it's always you gotta throw in now oh no it's all fake it's somebody well the way it works is the defense got to select jurors too yeah that's part of the jury selection process so you mean to tell me that somebody overrode the defenses what you know the, the judge wouldn't let the defense pick which jurors they wanted on like you know I just wish people would use their own brains a bit more and just and think for themselves. Yeah, exactly. You know, I've already seen posts going up that oh, there's going to be all these riots tonight. Like the left is going to go crazy, and 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 it's just crazy. I I, I don't understand this. I don't know why uh, why politics is not everything. <clears throat>
1: that's that's the way people want to do it because it's a big money maker. Once you start separating the truth to politics. People love that. People feed off of that. And then they start throwing out these conspiracy theory, which is a problem within itself for the simple fact. If you're honest, you don't have to remember what you tell a person. That's the way I was brought up. And don't lie. They <clears throat> as a child they used to tell me, call me Telltale because uh, they knew if I was with them and mama them asked me hey, who did this, who did that? I said what I had to say. I'm like, hey, I'm trying to save my own self. I'm not finna go down because you're going down. Um, yeah. But also Latonya have, uh, did anyone notice how unfazed Derek appeared? I I did notice that he did have his mask on, but I was the only one at home when, when the sentence came across. And I could have heard, I heard them poot a little bit when they said arrest uh, Uh, bail revolt. He, his eyes look like he got big like this, and he's his drum, his stomach's dropped. And he was like, Oh, Lord, I gotta go in now. So, yeah, uh, before then, he didn't think he was gonna be found guilty. I, the look on his face looked like he was saying, Oh, I'm not gonna be found guilty. They're not gonna find me guilty. And I was trying to count how many different jurors it was by the voice. Um, and it, it really sound like it was uh, uh, a lot of uh, Caucasian folks on the jury from from what I can hear in the voice. I know I haven't seen them, but it kind of sounded like it was a lot of Caucasian on there. A mixed jury with male and female and everyone voted to find him guilty, which is good. That's the way our justice system should work. And that's uh, that's always a good thing. But I'm glad he was found guilty, but please do not lose focus. We have to also um, have to uh, also do um, wait until the sentencing part, because I'm telling you, if they come back to my two years nah, and <laughs> that ain't going to work. It, that's not going to work. Um, Latonya said his brown his brows were furrowed, but nothing more than that. Maybe he got some four twenty left. It is four twenty, so I'm not knocking him, but he, maybe he said, "Forget it, this is my last time before I go in i'm I'm gonna do what I have to do. Maybe that's the reason why he was looking on the phase. He wasn't there. He was on Clyde nine, on nine. He was feeling good, so that's um, yeah. yeah, the one thing I noticed um. Like Obviously, I don't know Derek Chauvin, but
3: he, he seems just like there's something off about him. To, you know, we've all known that kind of person, you know, where they're, they're just something not right.
1: Yeah. It uh, seemed like um, to, well, for me, for someone to stand on someone's neck for over nine minutes, it is something off with him. Yeah. It's it something definitely off with him. And that that's an issue within itself
3: he probably had it a- It was how calm he was too like yeah it wasn't like you know maybe maybe if he'd been really frustrated and he was kneeling on his neck and then somebody said hey you know what are you doing and then he went oh yeah and, and he got off the guy's neck like he could so, but it was just the calmness and the uh and just how he was looking at the crowd and it was like oh there's there's a, a dark side to this guy and, and there's something wrong with him because you know it was just no emotion
2: that was what i i found the most strange about the video was he he was the
3: one that had no emotion and he seemed to have no uh like there was nothing there it was just he was doing what he wanted to do and i i don't know it, it
1: it, the whole thing was just bizarre. Exactly. Uh, Latonya actually said it was six white jurors and the rest, mixed. but Minnesota is like 65% white. So, um, uh, that's, that's still a lot, but still half of the jury was white and they all voted to find them guilty. And I'm, I was happy with that. That was a, a good thing. They found him guilty. um, um <laughs> I hope he don't I hope he don't um Derek is gonna claim that he has asparagus syndrome during sentence. I hope he don't uh I wouldn't be surprised for the simple fact <clears throat> he's um uh, they may buy into it they may buy into it and say oh yeah that that's a good defense yeah, we'll say that, and and then you can uh you can get a lighter sentence. We'll send you to a to a hospital or something to uh, let you get some help or something. So yeah, didn't his wife
3: leave
1: him too? Oh yeah, she left him right after he done it. Yeah. Uh, um. Yeah, he left right after he done it, and uh. uh I got text messages going off. Um, okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, I see it. <laughs> but um, yeah, so I'm. I'm quite sure he will come up with some type of defense. And he. Oh what? Oh okay. She's talking about just kidding. <laughs> talking about she left him for a brother. Just kidding. <laughs> Be like, hey, you know, I'm going to leave that alone. (laughs) Hey, I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, She roll up. But but then again, I'm sure now that the trial is over, she's probably going to start talking about some of the issues that him and her had. And it's probably all going to come out now. So I wouldn't be surprised she don't write a tell-all book. It, it probably coming out next week <laughs> um, to be honest with you because I'm sure she's been working on it with somebody and because yeah, she know. I'm also surprised too they never in the trial they never um, brought up the fact that uh, Chauvin and George Floyd uh, worked at the same nightclub together that's and another key each fact other. They, they never brought that up that's another key fact they never brought it up and then on top of that uh someone mentioned to me that um um that if I don't know if they say George was um under the influence, but someone allegedly said that if he wasn't under the influence, he probably would have called them by his name. Probably would have called Derek by his name. I wouldn't be surprised of it. So or if he let's just say if his neck if his knee wasn't up under his neck, he probably would have called him by his name. And that's the way I see it. Derek is wrong. He deserved whatever he get, but it should be the right thing. Uh they should charge him. Uh he been convicted. He should get the time. Gotta go play poker now later. I right, uh, that's Miss Latanya Holloway, aka. SK uh see you on Thursday night. Um and so uh yeah so it's definitely um um definitely a lot that's gonna come out of this and the uh retrial and when it's retrial it's, it's kinda it's gonna be kind of hard to retrial somebody because the thing is who don't know about the case now. It's it's going to be hard to find somebody who who don't know anything about it. And well, I'm sure his lawyer's going to appeal,
3: no matter no matter what. Um, that's just every lawyer does that. You know, they he's ethically bound to give Chauvin all his uh, legal uh, you know legal uh, choices. But um, even if it does go to appeal, it'll be a couple of years from now before that even hits the appellate court. But um, you know. It's
1: unfortunately the law moves very slowly, right? So you have to be patient. Yeah, but I'm, I'm glad they did find him guilty, but I want to see what type of time they talking about, because that's going to be the main key. How much time are they talking about? Because they can find him guilty, but then give him probation or whatever the judge feel like is, is better for him. And I'm like this, let this man go to jail just like he was sentenced anyone else. Let him go to jail. Do his time. Do his time. And I go with it like that. Yeah, each
3: of those uh, charges that he was convicted on each carry a different maximum sentence. So um, I think the first one, something like the maximum is 45 years. The second one is 20 years. And the manslaughter one is 10 years. So right. um, and here's the other thing, too. like. If they make them that they run concurrent, if he does appeal, um, if they're all running concurrently, which means he serves them all at the same time, then he can only appeal like one of the charges. You can't appeal all three. Or if you put it consecutively, then you can appeal all three charges. Apparently, that's the way some judges will actually give somebody uh, if it's multiple charges. They'll make the sentences run concurrently. So that kind of makes her appeal if they appeal
1: one and win, they're still gonna serve the sentences of the other charges. Okay. Uh, so um that's great. T Cal said, well I've been listening uh while I've been shuffling down my dinner. Have a good night, Kurt Doe, by radio. All right, uh T Cal you be careful. I know you're working and uh definitely um uh, tune in tune in watch the replay Um, so definitely, uh, that will be kind of interesting exactly how this judge rule. And like, like we said earlier, it's going to be at least a couple of months before we get a sentence and hopefully it's not a retrial. Uh, hopefully they don't find enough evidence to find a retrial because they wanted a mistrial because of what people said in the media. Um, uh, Maxine Water. They talked about her comment. Well, that's the truth. He should be found guilty. He murdered this man. What did that have to do with the evidence? Have nothing to do with the evidence. So they tried to use those type of things to um, um, try to use those type of things to try to get the trial uh, dismissed all together, which you don't want to
3: I think he can't file an appeal until after sentencing. He has thirty days after sentencing to file an appeal. So there's there, there's no mistrial can be granted right now because the trial's over. the The judge, um, the the jury rendered their verdict. So when he uh, he files for appeal, it's going to take at least a couple of years. Yeah, okay, because of the backlog of uh, cases and things. So. It, it, it'll be a while. Like even if he does get uh, an appeal hearing, it'll be a couple of years from now.
1: Well, by that time, Big Bubba been had a about time for a new sale. Make by that time. <laughs>
3: well, I guess right now he'll be held in the uh, in the county jail because uh, you don't go to prison until after your sentence. So. uh yeah, I'm, I'm I'm imagining I'll put him under protective custody because I don't think cops do too well in jail <laughs> in the <laughs> general
1: population. Mess around and see somebody you're put in there illegal and that's a wrap. But I'm like this. The guy, I'm glad he's being held accountable, but we also need the proper sentence to go along with it.
3: Well, one thing, too, he's not going to be kneeling on anybody's neck in prison.
1: Now, hopefully he won't. Because uh, if you try to do it in there, it'll be a breaking news, and it won't be good. So uh, we will see how that go. But hopefully he goes in there and do what he's supposed to do, do his time, lift weights, read books, whatever you got to do. But yeah, if you go in there and act a fool, that's between him and and, uh, and the jailmates, because they're they going to make sure he keep his um, – Keep his things going the right way. And um, also, Radio, I don't know if you heard me last week when you called in. I said, hey, um, I'm going to have to send you a link. If you want, send you a link and have you actually come on the show where people can see you if you want to do it. And yeah, uh, uh, I don't
3: have a camera on my computer, but uh, I okay. got, like, the headset thing. I don't know if it works, though. So I've never done any, like, uh,
1: uh, what do you call it? YouTube stuff uh, over the internet. Okay, well yeah, it's an offer so if you ever decide to do it, let me know and uh, you're always welcome because you always keep me, keep me on my fees and Q's if if uh, I do a story like where where you get the sources from. I want to make sure and then just like earlier you corrected me on name Geiger uh, case and I pulled it up and said, yep, you're absolutely right. So And it's okay with that. Yeah,
3: I've been following a lot of cases in the States just because um, I I find it, I I find like the divide in the culture when it comes to, you know, some of these cases. Like the Amber Geiger one really got me was because the people that supported Amber Geiger, all they seemed to care about was, well, if she gets convicted, this will be the end of the um, Castle Doctrine. (laughs) <laughs> and, I, and I can remember sitting there going, okay, so an innocent guy was killed in his own home doing, you know, eating ice cream. And you're worried that if this woman gets convicted, then you can't shoot somebody because of the castle doctrine. Mm. And and that's what sort of got my interest in. So that's why I followed the case. And, um. And it, it was just
2: weird to hear people going, "Oh, yeah, well, this will be the end of the Castle Doctrine if they convict
1: them." Amber Geiger. I'm sitting there going, "Where are you getting that from?" Well, the thing is, if, if if you illegally kill kill someone, yeah, that's kind of like um, um, in Kentucky, there's no way they should have killed um, uh. Um my mind went blank uh, uh the young lady in uh in uh, kentucky they never should have killed her and um that that's just one of those things where those cops should have been held accountable, but also when you have um um the uh, d a doing the wrong thing and not even having it on the on the uh at the grand jury that they can charge them for this and that wasn't an option so that's that's a problem within itself also so we got to have
3: the yeah, right secret proceedings and the, so nobody in the general public can see what happens in the grand jury either right so yeah it's um it's one of those things you can only speculate about what goes on in, at a grand jury but um it it's different here in Canada because we're not allowed to carry firearms here. So there's not this debate all the time of like, well, I shot this guy because I was in fear for my life. You just don't see that of because you just can't walk around with a firearm here. So for me, it's just interesting how different it is in the, in the U.S. when it comes to this. And then when you see the case by cases come up. And, you know, for, for the record, I, I think anybody has a right to defend themselves. Yeah. You know, I, I would never say that you know, oh, well, you know, wrong place, wrong time, I, I just, just go ahead and kill me. No, everybody absolutely has a right to defend themselves, but uh, I just find the argument so funny, like when it comes to where somebody did something wrong, and then other people, they just want to support the person that did the wrong thing, and then they come up with all these crazy things of, oh, well, this will be the end of this, or... You know that'll take my rights away for defending myself. I that that's not it at all. Like you know, people do bad things, and they have to be held to you know uh, accountable under the law. You know, if you shoot and kill somebody, and the, and under the
1: law doesn't allow that, well then you're probably going to jail. Exactly, and I I was thinking about Breonna Taylor. My mind just went. Crazy at the time. I'm trying to do multiple things at the time, but um, yeah, Brianna Taylor. It should have been justice for that trial. And I know that there's some other lawsuits that is that is pending. Uh, her fiancee have actually uh, sued um, the police officer in the city for her death. Yes, the family was awarded. Um, they did win one lawsuit but that, that don't bring her back. Justice still needs to be served and no cops still need to be held accountable for their action. There's so, it's so many different cases when uh, unarmed black people been killed for nothing, but then you have these mass shootings that take place and nothing happened. They go to Burger King uh, they always say now it's not
3: the right time to discuss any kind of gun control, like it's just thoughts and prayers. Well, you're going to have to look at something like it's happening every other day.
1: Exactly. It is. It's happening every other day because um, it was another mass shooting today in New York, and that was done by a black man. Uh, I don't know if he was killed or not, but I know at least one person was was yeah it was a supermarket. Yeah, a supermarket. One person was killed, two was injured. Uh last week, I think it was Saturday, I know Sunday, in uh in Austin, um uh, there was um a um a mass shooting in um Austin, Texas. Yeah. And that was done by uh ex uh sheriff uh Officer that was here in Texas, a black man, and I think it was three people killed in that one. And then wow. we had a shooting a couple of days before that in Temple, Texas, where the mass shooting. That's when he shot the state trooper running away, and he was taken unarmed. Now, now the now the brother that did the shooting in Austin last week, they did catch him. I think it was either yesterday or the day before. And he was taken into custody. They did catch up with him, which that's good. So, uh, and I don't care what color you are, wrong is wrong. You do the crime, you do the time. I don't care. Welcome to the show, Lift Every Voice. And and, and Lift Every Voice, I just heard that song about four or five times before coming on. Because Kirk Franklin uh, had remixed that song. And it's great. So as uh, they actually say, Fox News and Trump supporters are furious about that verdict. Shaking my head. Wow. A lot of people are going to be upset no matter what the truth say in front of you. They, gonna, they will be upset. It doesn't matter what it is. People are going to get upset instead of looking at the facts and the truth. And that's what people have to start looking at. Because if people paid attention to the truth, we wouldn't have these conspiracy theory going on. No,
3: it's like I said before, why is politics and everything? Like why is it like politics shouldn't be involved in this? This is a this is a trial for
1: murder. It's not a trial about politics. True. And and I know um uh President Biden said he prayed for uh for justice to be done this morning and people going to say he was wrong for that but anybody in their right sense I understand he's the president but anybody in their right mind that know what happened was wrong all of us should be praying for it because that was murder murder that was yeah. seen across this world and they need to be held accountable because if they didn't hold him accountable what would happen next time when it happened?
3: Yeah, I guess there's just people They, you know, in the conservative world, it seems to be the police can do no wrong. That's law and order and you don't question it. Well, you know what? Life doesn't work that way.
1: Every institution can be questioned if it's doing wrong. Exactly. There's
3: nothing wrong with that.
1: It's nothing wrong with it at all. Justice should be the same across the board, regardless of who you are, what color you are, what party you're part or part of. It doesn't matter. Justice is justice. But unfortunately, America have a problem when it comes down to justice. It's two types of justice. It's a justice for white folks, and it's a justice for black folks. And that's what we uh, need to change. Last week,
2: I was, I was
3: listening to a Sam Harris podcast, and they were talking about like. Better training for the police.
2: And one of the uh,
3: sons of uh, the Gracie family, he's a, you, you know, the Jiu Jitsu uh, family from Brazil? Uh huh. Well, they're, they're legends in Jiu Jitsu, which is a martial art, which is grappling on the ground. And his son was talking about, like, he trained police officers in one agency, like uh, people in the academy, he gave them, like, uh, j- jujitsu training and he was saying when those cops went out to do their jobs now they had more tools to work with so when somebody was resisting arrest or whatever with jujitsu you could be smaller in somebody and you're using leverage and angles to get control of them and he said these cops were way more confident they weren't going for their tasers they weren't going for their guns when you know things would get out of hand and then the most surprising fact he said, was that it takes more hours to become a barber
1: than it does to become a policeman through the uh, police academy. That is true. Wow. That is true. Here for a barber, I want to say it could take you a couple of years to become a barber. Uh, my brother is one, and I think he was in school for at least a couple of years, uh, Uh, A pretty long time to become a barber. And the exam they have to take is a nightmare. And see, when you become a beautician or a barber, you have to know how to cut all texture of hair. You don't just go in and learn one texture. Unfortunately, with the police department, they go in and learn how to deal with one particular type of person and not necessarily every different Type of person you may approach, so it's 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 really take you longer to become a barber to get your license uh than it do to become a police officer. and That's
3: insane! Like, I, I how can you like train? You know what it is too. I think it's more training is more money, and they don't want to spend more money. They want to. I I don't know. Like that that's insane to me. Like two months, three months, and then you can become a police officer.
1: I think it's maybe the first six months. I'm not quite sure. And if it's a police officer listening, please uh, put it in the chat and let us know. Uh, But I kind of think it's the first uh, three months is basic training. Then the next three months, uh, you may be with an officer uh, learning the basic or something. And then you could be a... a police officer on the street by yourself, I think, within a year, wow. um, which is pretty quick. That's that microwave mentality. That's what I call a microwave mentality, because here in America, we have have this mentality. We want everything quick and not properly done the way it should be. But then again, we also have to realize the police department was basically formed to uh, run up. Uh, runaway slaves. So we got to look at it like that. And they're still holding on to that and still treating it as if Black folks are slaves and they want to keep us bound down. So that's what we have to break from. And we have to change the society. That's why it's very important that we get out and vote. We get out and vote to make sure we let our voice be heard to Actually, uh, make a difference in our laws because here it is right now today. We're in the middle of, a, of an election where the ele- early voting have started. It started uh, yesterday, and the election is May first. Well, what happened? A lot of people they get tied up, forget about early voting, and when May first comes, oh, I didn't have time to go vote. Don't wait until May first. Get out and vote early. Uh, we've had three different candidates on here, two from the city of Grand Prairie and one from Longview. I've been replaying the show, so definitely check them out. If you're in the city of Grand Prairie or in the city of uh, Longview, check them out. Uh, Kurt Johnson and uh, Junior Izuno out of Grand Prairie running for two different places. Grand Prairie don't have any Black people on their uh, city council, so we need to change that. Uh If you heard uh, Marissa Ward last night, yeah, she said a lot of things last night and uh, she was on point. So you definitely want to, if you're in Longview, Gray's County, Texas, you definitely want to support her because she's all about making changes in Longview, not just for the black community, but for all communities. That's what all three candidates have said. They represent all of us. So definitely do your homework on them and make sure you're getting out and voting and letting your voice be heard. So but radio, uh, quick question, because we haven't talked much in a while uh, because I took the time off uh, last month. Um, I was moving the studio, so I didn't get a chance to. Come on, I thought I could do the show and do that too at the same time, and the last couple of months have been tough for me I um, have kind of the open things back up in the uh, dealing with the covid
2: um it's, it's opened up pretty much to the
3: point where you know like you gotta wear a mask everywhere if you're in a public place, which is fine you know and I and to be honest, everybody here seems to comply with that. We have a very small minority of people that are, you know, doing the anti-mask thing and the, uh, you know, the conspiracy theories. But up here, they just they just get tossed out with the backwater. Nobody listens to them. <laughs> like really. Um, so you know, uh, restaurants are still some. Um, you know, obviously you can't have too many people in your restaurant. The bars um obviously no live music going on but everything's like i think they've learned a lot in the last year and i think they've learned like okay like a complete lockdown just kills the economy and it's probably not going to you know stop the spread of this so now everybody's wearing masks and they're all you know keeping the six feet apart so it's um it's still spiking here because you know, uh, we haven't, it's been late getting the vaccines here, so it's been a very slow process uh, getting vaccines to people. But, you know, everybody kind of trusts. See, we here we don't have our politicians like Trump did disagreeing with our scientists. Like, they're all on the same page here, and when, the, when people see that, they're more apt to go along with the restrictions and go along with what they have. And it's not bad. Like, I mean, I can go out and do what I have to do, and it's it's
1: no big deal. I just got to wear a mask while I'm doing it. Okay. Uh, here, of course, you know, Greg Cabot and several other states have opened back up, and some states have actually had spikes to go on. And unfortunately... I think we're gonna continue having that issues with, in uh, some some places still try to enforce people wearing a mask. Um, I had to go by a hardware store the other day, yesterday. I'm not gonna give the name, unless they're gonna sponsor us. But um, I had to go by a hardware store and this guy walking down this aisle, no mask on and start coughing. I just politely turned around and like, I wish I had my lights on. What am I? Would have started spraying it, but <laughs> um, and and it it was a blackout. I'm like, hey, I just turned around. And when people do stuff like that, I just get out the way because I'm doing everything I can to keep myself and my family safe. And um, yeah. I I normally wear two masks when I go out and. Some people look at me crazy. I'm like, look, I'm not taking no chance. I'm not taking a chance at all. Um, but I noticed that a lot of people going back on trips again, and I just, I like everything is free. That's that's up to you. But when you start putting on social media, please pray for me. I got COVID. Hey. You gotta protect yourself. Well, unfortunately, too, uh, politics got into the pandemic in the U.S. heavily, and
2: I, I, I don't know if you saw it last week, that um, that idiot Jim
3: Jordan, the Freedom Caucus guy, um, attacked Dr. Fauci at the, one of those hearings, and he just made an absolute fool out of himself, and he was just spewing all this crap about like, you know, well, when can we expect our freedoms back? And of course, Fauci's a, you know, he's he's an epidemiologist or, you know, he, he's an expert in this field and he's just sitting there and he goes, this isn't about freedoms. This is about like a, a you know, a public health crisis. Mm. And, and that we don't have up here. We don't have politicians doing that up here. Like, you know, we don't have one opposing party going, oh, this is all, you know, you know, this is the end of freedom as we know it. Like everybody here is pretty much on the same page. Like I said, we have people that, you know, that, you know, you're going to have people that won't go along with stuff no matter what. But, but on the average, you know, everybody's doing what they have to do. But uh, I think if the Trump administration
2: hadn't have been in power when this started, I think he probably would have had a more cohesive
3: kind of effort to, of people, you know. Kind of go, you know, listening to the experts a bit more. But um, unfortunately, politics was involved
1: in that too. Yeah. Um, and also, um, Ted Nugent, who called COVID 19 oh, a scam, yeah, said he'd been crippled by the virus. And so he said, what? said he'd been crippled by it. And I'm like, he called it a scam, so. <laughs> But now he tested positive. (laughs) Let me know how that worked out for him. Uh said he thought he was dying from the virus. See, people starting to realize this is not fake. You follow Trump if you want to and find out uh, when it's too late. It's too late. So that's Yeah, Ted Newton is a very uh um, you know, obviously he's a, he's a musician. I'm very familiar with, but uh, man, I don't know if I could handle that guy in real life. Man. <laughs> 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 I don't know if I
3: could handle that dude. That and and here's the funny part: he doesn't drink and he doesn't do drugs. He leads a clean life, and he and he's like this normally. You know that you know that really kind of crazy. Uh, like his political views I don't agree with him at all. Like not at all. But uh yeah, he's definitely a character.
1: Well, I I I'm like this. Everybody have their own opinion. It's your opinion. That's fine. Long as you're not trying to force your opinion on me, I have no problem with you. That's just like um anything else. I have a mind for myself, I'm a think for myself and uh um and I'm going to just keep it rolling. But some people will try to force it on you, and I'm just not like that. Yeah. Um,
3: so. What well, the Republican Party, what they're doing is, and, and this is dangerous because this is what authoritarian governments do. They always govern by fear. Oh, this is going to happen. And if this happens and we're not in power, then everything's going to go, you know, bottoms up like Ted Cruz every time he talks he always talks about the left is going to take everybody's religious freedoms away and that gets people riled up and it's a dangerous thing to be doing like constantly like just putting fear out there in people and and saying your freedom's going to go or um, if you if you wear a mask that'll be the end you'll be wearing a mask for the rest of your life The, the government will just you know and That's not a way to govern people and it's not and it's it's a dangerous thing because when you get people riled up and They believe in something And they think like everything is going to go wrong all the time You can't have the society
1: starts to break down because that's not nobody can live that way True living in fear you can't live in fear and believe in Christ at the same time Uh, Something got to go and hopefully you don't you don't get rid of Christ because we all need him. So but some people, they they will try to make you scared of what's going on in the world. I know people close to me that would say certain things during the election and they were like, oh, this, that and whatever. I'm like, where is the proof of it?
3: Yeah. And, and for the record, too, like, I mean, when Ted Cruz does this stuff, it's like, well, a lot of people who vote Democrat. Uh, are people of faith so I don't know where he's getting like he's making it out like oh no like everybody on the on the left or they want to take everybody's
2: religious freedoms away I, I haven't seen any evidence for that ever how can
1: you take um some other religions away from them because because some people think church is the um uh, had, the church is only the building. The church is actually inside of you. So uh, and how can you take it away? You have to allow someone to convince you that it's not right. And I'm not that weak. I'm not a weak person to to allow someone to think they can convince me that Christ is not the right way to be. Um. So, yeah, that, that's interesting on all of that but it's a lot of
3: people when you out think there. about it when ted cruz is doing that the terrorist organizations like al-qaeda and you know isis and all that when they're recruiting people they use the same thing it's like oh there's an attack on islam and they're gonna it this is why we have to band together they're using the same thing it's fear and and that's how they draw people into it i'm not saying that ted cruz is like his as bad as that but he's using the same tactic because when it comes to religion it's a very uh, personal thing to people and unfortunately if you're dumb enough you know to listen to this guy and believe everything that comes out of his mouth is true then of course you're going to get riled up you're going to think like the world is coming to an end and that's what he wants you to
1: believe True. But if if you stick with him, then everything will be great because he's the one with all the answers. That's kind of like the young lady that was following um, uh, these conspiracy groups on uh, social media, and she felt like on January 6th uh, the Chinese was going to take over America.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Like
1: people was going to die we was going to lose our lives. And then after January 6th came, she like, wait a minute. Everything they've been telling me was not true. That's why yeah. you have to think for yourself. I say all the time, people are brainwashed. They get brainwashed because people are telling them exactly what you want to hear. And that's um, that's the uh, issue. Welcome to the show, Marcella Smith. They must have you working hard tonight, hey guys and girls. Either way, the verdict went. I wasn't going to be surprised. I feel you on that. I'm not surprised, but I'm also concerned about the sentence because the sentence is what I'm. I really want to see is uh, make sure he do get the uh, proper sentence and everything. So, um, but we we have to wait and see on that part of it. So. But definitely, um, uh, I know you said you're working two jobs, trying to get it in. So I feel you on that, man. Trying to trying to do what you can to make and you know, stack stack that bag up. So um, yeah, but it's it's definitely um, it's several trials we have to watch because uh, I believe uh, isn't your BFF you getting ready to go to trial soon, Cal uh, uh, Um
3: Yeah, that one's not until November now, man. That got extended for like, what, eight months? Oh, wow.
1: They trying to make people forget about him hanging at the bars and drinking and have um, uh, the low shirt on he had on and and holding up the uh, gang signs. And they trying to let people
3: forget about The one thing, too, is like I'm surprised he didn't get charged with um, impersonating a first responder.
1: a minute when he do that because in the video uh when he was talking to that journalist he said he was an emt
3: oh wow and and uh so then later in the interview the the journalist asked him he goes well are you a certified emt and he said yes and i looked it up you cannot become a certified emt in any state until the age of 18. so he was lying about that
2: and, um, I guess maybe in Wisconsin that's um maybe
3: impersonating a first responder is not against the law, I don't know, but I'm surprised they didn't charge him with that because he says it on tape
1: oh, okay, um whatever. yeah, he should have been charged uh impersonating a first responder uh which is crazy um, um so that that's uh. um i'm sorry have, have somebody doing some work and they tell him they just left so uh yeah so that that's actually crazy for him to say that um uh, i need to go back and look at that video for the simple fact that if he's doing stuff like that he definitely need to um uh, um definitely need to uh be held accountable because you can't you can't do stuff like that uh just like also
3: too in that same interview and he makes this statement and i think this will come back to haunt him during the trial when he said well i'm here and i'll be running into harm's way to help people so that's why i have my firearm with me well what basically what he's saying is i know i'm in a dangerous place here and i'm going to get involved that's what he's saying by that statement. And that's, I think that could be a big thing that comes back to on him in the uh, case because he's admitting that he knows he's in an environment that's um, dangerous.
1: And he's also admitting that he's going to get involved. Hmm. Yeah, that, so I, that's going to bite him.
2: No, gonna I, bite him. I,
3: I, I have to admit, I can't stand that kid. That is, <laughs> like anybody that would take a firearm and go, yeah, I'm gonna go to a riot. I think he's an idiot, I, and that goes for anybody. Can you imagine, like, a guy, his wife asks him, "Go, oh, what are you up to tonight? Oh, I'm gonna take my 15 I'm going downtown to where the riot is tonight." Like, well, who in the right mind would do that? That, that is just—it's crazy.
1: Only a sick individual would do it.
3: Well, it doesn't make any sense. So you're going to go down and you're going to get involved in in a chaotic situation that you have no training to handle, you know, just because you go out and shoot at targets on the weekends with your buddies and, and you're going to take a firearm to a situation where anything can happen. And then if you kill people, you don't want to be held accountable. And then you'll, then you, then all the, um, you know, they, they justified saying, well, I had a split second decision to make. Well, yeah, well, you went into a situation you don't know how to handle. You're not trained to handle. That's that, that's the part I don't get. Why, why would somebody take a firearm and knowingly go to, into a situation that's that uh,
1: violence can break out at any time? I don't understand that. Well, also, when it happened, he said he was hired by the service station to protect it. So all of that's going to come out in trial. And either he was lying in or that service station going to be held accountable. Then the fact that those cops also uh, praised them and thanked them for being there and giving them water and it was past curfew. Yeah. Well, and, and
3: here's the hypocrisy of it. You see the police shootings, right? And they go, oh, well, I thought he had a gun. But yet you can have a group of people show up and go, oh, hi, we're all here to support you. And you don't know any of these people and they're all armed. And you go, oh, yeah, that's great. Thanks a lot. Thanks for support. Like, that makes no sense to me.
1: And then on top of that, that uh, police chief also mentioned that they would not give them permission to do it. But someone did contact them and ask if they can have permission to patrol the streets. And the chief said they wouldn't give them permission. But I I, I think somebody did give them permission because for those other cops to see them, give them water, thanking them for being there. It's just something wrong with that whole situation right there.
3: And I read last week there's been cops who've been donating to his uh, legal fund.
1: I'm not surprised. Well, I'm not surprised at all. We seen how uh, Silver Spoon Star, ended up donating a lot of money to get him out of jail. Which uh, that, that, I, I don't know. Well, I guess see up here, if we
3: had a if we had a protest up here, and you showed up with a long gun, uh, there'd be like the emergency response team, and about fifty cop cars would be there in like two minutes because that would everybody'd be freaking out because you're not used to seeing that here. You can't do that you can't
1: walk around with a long gun on you. Mm. And I think I I personally feel that some people get these guns just to show they have them. Matter of fact, I read a story today. I forgot what city it was in. I think it was here in Texas. Um uh a, a guy ended up shooting this young this this little his neighbor, a child. Because his gun accidentally went off a an AR fifteen and it shot through oh, the man. through the floor and I wanna say it shot the child in the leg or something. So but here it is. People are getting these type of weapons and don't know anything about them. If I yeah. ever decided to get one, I'm gonna I'm gonna do training, learn about this gun before I ever purchase this gun. So I don't want something that I'm afraid to even uh, deal with because a lot of people get them. Oh, just to say I have an AR 15. But what happened when you accidentally shoot somebody because you had his gun and that guy's actually in jail now. So
3: here's the other thing too. Say you go into a restaurant, you're sitting in a restaurant and you decide, Oh, I'm going to, I'm going to unload my pistol. And you take out your pistol and it accidentally discharges and you shoot another guy and say he's a big Second Amendment supporter. Do you think he's gonna be lying up in that hospital and he's gonna go, Oh yeah, no, I don't wanna press any charges because he wishes just exercise the Second Amendment, you know, right? No, he'd probably be not too happy. You know, usually when people get shot, they're not too happy about it.
1: Exactly. And 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 actually if 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 uh, someone else carrying a gun and they decide to uh, take it off and just display it, they can be charged with that. So, yeah. And and there are but, some. But a lot of people, I, I read the comments, and a lot of these
3: gun owners, like they don't even read the laws of their own state. Like they just kind of they make up their own. Like they go, well, that law is, that law's no good. No, that doesn't apply here, and um. I I don't
1: understand that. If you're going to carry a gun, wouldn't you want to know what the laws of your state are? You better know them. That's all I can say in Texas. You better know them because if you mess around and go somewhere and they have a sign up saying uh, it's illegal to carry a concealed weapon or a open carry firearm, you better not take it in there because if you get caught with it, well, guess what? You could possibly lose your license and you can also get a fine in jail time. So you better know the laws. And it's, it's a shaky thing. Um, I know for me, um, I, I pay attention to stuff like that. And uh, some people say, well, if they don't have it posted, but if someone comes to you and realize you have a firearm, they can't ask you to leave that that establishment. That's yep. good enough and you have to leave. So uh, so a lot of people think, oh, I got this gun. I'm okay. Now in Texas, they also was trying to pass the law to uh make it anybody can carry a firearm. Which yeah, I think I heard that.
3: you don't need a permit
1: anymore. Well I uh, if I'm not mistaken, it didn't pass. It did not pass, which I'm glad oh, it okay. didn't. Um But that's one of the stupid laws I can ever see, especially in a time like this where crime is on the rise. It's crazy. Every time you cut the news on, you're hearing about some type of shooting or anything here in Texas. So and I'm like, really? All these shooting going on, it's hard for me to watch the news now because there's so many shooting going on. I'm like, this is crazy. So
3: yeah. Well, I, I guess some people like, you know, I, I shot a gun when I was like 12 years old and it was just a 22 or whatever, but I was very aware that this is a real firearm. This is not a toy. And I, you know, I fired and it was okay, but I was, I, you know, I was like, wow, you know, this is the best thing I want to, you know, I want to become a gun owner. And I understand some people, they like, going and shooting at targets or hunting them. But, you know, some of them seem to be like, they haven't lost that childhood fascination, like when they played Cops and Robbers as a kid, and they're taking that mentality to real guns. Yes, Like they think they could be a hero, like George Zimmerman. Like he thought, you know, he was going to be the hero of his neighborhood because... The cops weren't doing their job properly, so George Zimmerman had to, you know, step up and look what he did. George Zimmerman to the rescue. The idiot,
1: you know? <laughs> exactly, and then on top of that, you see, I was talking on a family call, and one of my cousins mentioned. He said, "You know, can y'all remember back in the seventies and eighties, we could go to uh, people house, grandparents' house, Uncle Amy's, or whoever, and it was always a shotgun or some type of weapon out in the opening. But we never had been told, don't touch it. Never yeah. been told not to touch it, but we we had enough sense not to go near it. And they would yeah. just sit out there see back in the 70s, um, they used to actually hang guns up on the walls like it was pictures. So if somebody came into their home and you had his gun up there, you got to the gun before they did. Loaded guns. So but back then we didn't have that issues with with all the gun crimes. As time changed, you have to eventually make the laws a little bit harder. You have to make it harder because it's Well, there's a lot of money in firearms. And let's
2: face it, you know the AR. A- like I, I know AR stands for Armalite
3: Rifle Company. Like it doesn't stand for assault rifle, but it looks like a it looks like a military weapon, and I think people like that, you know. And and they're drawn to that, and they make a lot of sales, and you can customize it. So there's a lot of money involved here, and of course, the people that manufacture the guns, they don't want to give up. If you actually do background checks on people, well, then some people aren't going to be able to buy those firearms, and they don't want that. They they want to sell as many guns as they can. So yes, again, okay. if, if, if there was no money in firearms, there'd be no problem like uh, having gun control because nobody's making money off it.
1: True. Yeah. If you can't make the money, it'd be like oh well. Wow. But that's a big business right now. Cause think about it, every election, gun sales go up, ammunition sales go up. It's a domino effect. Every election is like that. As uh, presidential election, it's like that. People start to stock up, and I still think um, right now today it's hard to find ammunition for certain guns. If companies have them, they have a limitation how many you can buy. Uh, when you go to certain uh, stores that have a sign on the door: only two boxes of ammunition at a time. And and unfortunately, uh, one of my cousins was saying that he reached out to a um, a gun shop not far from him and asked if they had had uh, ammunition. He told him, "No, we're out right now." So my cousin, kind of like me, he called back, changed his voice, and sounded like a good old boy. And he was like, Yeah, we got a whole bunch of them down here. Come on down. Oh, well. But that's the stuff we have to deal with because we have different shops that that would only provide ammunition to certain people. And that's wrong. But he said well, he Well
3: see up here, if you want to buy ammunition up here, you have to be a licensed gun owner. They won't even take the ammunition out of the uh Display case. If you walk up and say, "I just want to buy some ammunition," you have to show them your firearms uh, license here.
1: Oh wow! See, yeah. Canada got it going on. So,
3: well, actually, you know, if our gun laws—you could compare it to Massachusetts. Our gun laws are pretty much on the same par as Massachusetts is. Like, you can hunt, you can, um, you can own pistols
2: and and uh, rifles. But well, you can only use
1: them at a gun range. Hmm. Well, I need to go yeah. back to the gun range. It's been a while since I've been, I guess, since the pandemic. Uh, so I definitely need to go back. And uh, uh, maybe me and the fellows can go or some, uh, me and my crew, get together. Yeah, and some states you can have a gun range in
3: your backyard. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it'll have
1: to be bigger enough. It'll have to be bigger now. Here in Texas, you just can't go out in your backyard and shoot unless you're in a country with a lot of land. That's the only way you can do it. But, uh, yeah, so that's, Every, everybody's different when it comes down to guns. I'm like this, if you're going to carry a gun, be responsible for it. You got to realize, when you pull that trigger, that bullet leave out, you can't control it. And it's going to hit something before it stops. So. That's the way I look at it. And um, one other question, Radio, before I let you go. Um, yep. Are are you going to be going back on a cruise line anytime soon or being able to play music soon?
3: No, I gave up the cruise line, uh, oh, man, about like seven years ago. Okay. Um, the lifestyle on there is it, it's hard to share a cabin with somebody. That you don't know. (laughs) Especially when you're an adult and, and it's these cabins are very small for the crew. But um yeah, it just got too much. Like I was running my own band and you know, guys would like probably do a couple of contracts and I would have to replace them and and I was always like hiring people and that's what I told you, like I ended up having to hire that guy from Texas and things like that. And you don't know the personalities you're getting and you're gonna be living with them for like four to five months at a time, so it just got to to be too much of a grind and also to go on the cruise ship you have to get a medical done which the cruise company would pay for and it was like 500 bucks well all of a sudden they decided they weren't going to pay for the um, medical anymore but you had to have the medical in order to get on the ship and I just said to my agent I said well I'm not putting any more bands together I can't hire people and say oh by the way to start work you got to give me 500 bucks Exactly. Like, that doesn't attract people. So I, you know,
1: basically I just stopped doing that. Yeah, I don't blame you on that. And uh, um I I hope we get this pandemic under control where we can actually um uh, uh get back to our freedom, but um right now it's up in the air. Have um have you already taken the vaccine or you I know you mentioned y'all are kind of getting it late. It's
3: been a real slow rollout here of the vaccine, and I'll, I'll probably not till the end of the summer for me.
1: Okay. Well, they haven't?
3: Because I'm not in a high risk category. I'm not living in a uh, you know an old age home, or uh, I don't have the underlying condition things. So, but that's fine. You know I'll wait. Like I mean, you got to give it to
1: the people who are most susceptible uh, first, right? Yeah. Yeah. So it's. Uh... I know for me, I'm actually um um because of some issues I've gone through, uh one of my doctors saying yes, you can take it. The other one's saying no, wait until you talk with the infection disease doctor before you take it because we don't want yeah. any uh ohs and I don't want no ohs. <laughs> so yeah, you don't you don't need that right now. Exactly. So um Uh, But my wife, she's actually going to take her first shot this week. And um, um, so that'll be good. And then uh, because I told her, I said, look, go ahead and take it. At least half of us will be uh, protected. So definitely. uh, uh, (laughs) um, So definitely go ahead and take it. Radio Risk is a a trip. She's sending me texts to my. Uh, when Derek Charles was sitting there, he was calculating those years in his head, and you could see it through his eyes. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, yeah, how many years I'm gonna have to deal with this? But I'm like, boy, I cannot deal with you and her when I'm in the middle of talking. But man, it's always good to talk to you. Uh, for the ones yeah, that, for the ones just tuning in, you have been listening and speaking with who you with, Kirk though. Uh, we are live Sunday through Thursday, eight PM Central Time. And you can catch uh Miss Risky and I on the show on Thursday. She always brings good history, good conversation. So definitely tune in. Uh you've been listening to Kurt Bell with a surprise guest tonight, Radio Chaos, who is out of Canada. Long time listener that is coming in. And we Pet just cruise country. Yeah, yeah, where Ted Cruz is originally from. Don't get it twisted because Ted Cruz is not, he was not born in America. He was born in Canada. Hey, in Canada, we make mistakes up
3: here. I'm sorry about Ted Cruz.
1: Yeah, yeah. We're going to send him back. Soon as we vote him out of office, we're sending him back. Uh, we're going to be like, look, Ted, you need to go. Maybe he's going to come up there and run for, for office. Oh, no. no he wouldn't <laughs> survive up here. Nah, they'd be like Ted. Who he probably start using his real name. You'd <laughs> be like, well, they probably just come to the mic and say, "Look, uh, looks
3: like somebody wandered in off the street here that has some issues. Uh, we've taken care of it. We've taken them to a nice, quiet space."
1: <laughs> yeah, but but also, please, no matter where you are uh, in America, there's elections going on now, local elections. So definitely get out and vote. Like I said, if you're in in Longview, definitely support Marissa Ward. She gave her information out last night where you can contact her. If you're in the city of Grand Prairie, regardless if you're in Tarrant County, Ellis County, Dallas County, if you're in the city of Grand Prairie, you can vote. And we have two brothers that is voting, that is running for two different places. We have uh, Kirk Johnson that is running for one place and also junior easing running for the other place. So you can definitely vote for them. Do your homework. Let's make a difference. Get out and go. Um Radio. I appreciate you for tuning in. Thank you for all the support. And you know what I was thinking today as I, I said, you know what, I'm going to get a chef behind me where I can put your gift up behind me. Whenever, um, uh, i I think about it I just tickle them and and make them do that bobber head a little bit, so um uh, I wish it made a flushing sound um that trump uh toilet Texan <laughs> so um uh, so i'm I'm gonna work on that, get it set up behind me and um uh, but you can actually uh, Well, it's
3: funny because when I sent it to you I had to go to the post office. And I hadn't filled out any customs form or anything. And so the lady behind the counter, she's filling out the customs form. And she goes, well, what's in the package? And I said, it's Donald Trump sitting on a toilet tweeting. (laughs) And she just started laughing. And everybody
2: else standing behind me in line, they're going, you're sending what? And I go, oh, it's a Donald Trump bobblehead
3: sitting on a toilet tweeting. And they're going, where did you get that from? And I'm going, oh, I found it at a flea
2: market thing here. And that just, and the woman behind the uh, counter said, I made her day. Well, <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> Should have told him, and you can see it live on, speak on it with who you wear Kurt, Dog. <laughs> but <laughs> <laughs> it was just a disbelief, you know, because I, I, when she asked me what was in it, I just told her and she just took a step back and she's going, what? she probably thought you was you were playing should have well if you had already had it see her, should open it up say see <laughs> well she
3: thought that was the best thing ever she asked me where i got it because she wanted to get one so
1: i i believe i actually seen on the box they say they on uh instagram and um so i'm i i keep saying i'm gonna pull it up i haven't had a chance to do it yet but, um, they say they are on Instagram, and I forgot.
3: Yeah, that. you should keep it. You never know. That might become a collector's item in, like, 20 or 30 years or something. You you own an original uh, toilet Donald uh, Trump <laughs> bubble <ball boy. laughs>
1: I can see in about 20 years a, a young kid coming up talking about, what is that he's holding? <laughs> That's a so, well, remember at the RNC thing uh they they held a couple of months ago. Remember the guy that made that stupid statue,
3: the gold one? uh-huh well, he said that statue was in response to the Donald Trump sitting on the toilet bobblehead because he thought that was the front to Trump, so he wanted to make a statue that would show the greatness
1: of of the real trump so mm. Like I say all the time, people will sell their soul to the devil and they will believe anything. But hey, but other than that, man, I appreciate it. It's always good talking with you. Uh tomorrow night good talking with you. Yeah, tomorrow night I'm 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 gonna be kind of catching up on some things and um but we're definitely gonna have a good night tomorrow night. Been a while since I did ask Kirk Dog anything, so I may do that tomorrow night and just have a conversation, have fun with it. Uh, But like I tell people all the time, if you ask me a question, please prepare yourself for the answer because I'm going to be straight (laughs) up honest with you. I don't lie, so if you ask me something, I'm going to tell you up front. Give you an answer, it's either going to be yay or nay or you're gonna be like oh lord he's for real like the guy asked me if i'm if i smoke weed no i don't but if it was legal here yes i would (laughs) so i'm just saying i would if it was legal but no i don't do that anymore
3: Do drugs, father, and it's funny.
1: People say to they go, "But you're a musician. Don't you do drugs?" I go, "No. I tried weed when I was a kid. I just didn't like it." Mm. I just, I used to smoke back in the days, but I feel like uh marijuana, alcohol, is a mind game. I can do with it or without it. It doesn't matter. Yeah. When I when I decided to make the decision to drive trucks, I stopped smoking weed, cold turkey, had it in the house, wouldn't even touch it because I had a goal. So and I think it probably had been six months to almost a year and someone came to visit and they seen I had some weed. I was like, man, that weed ain't touched that in." Since I started driving trucks and they were like, Well, can I have it? I don't care. You can throw it away, keep it, whatever. I don't care. I'm just not smoking it. So but yeah you
3: know, the only the, the only time I ever saw somebody doing cocaine, I remember um I was sitting in with these guys at a rehearsal spot, like their drummer hadn't shown up and I was practicing on my own and they asked me if I wanted to come and sit in with them. And I went, sure. And they had cocaine there. Mm. And I thought cocaine was like, you know, you snorted it and then you were good for the rest of the night. Like I saw these guys like every like two minutes going and sorting another line. And I remember asking them, I'm going, why you got to keep snorting? And he goes, well, the, you got to keep the high going. And I'm sitting watching them. And I'm like, oh, I don't, this isn't, pretty, you know, <laughs> I'm, I'm watching this and go, that looks pretty expensive. Like, you know, you're getting up every two minutes doing this. And then, uh, they were grinding their teeth, you know, like while well, they're talking to you. And I'm like, nah, no, nah, I, I
2: don't oh, think. Oh, nah, that's to too it. much. Mm-mm.
1: I've never had. You, you guys could stick to the cocaine. I'm, I'll, I'm gonna take a because it just looked like it was like, man, no, nah, this is definitely not my thing. Like, that's like eight hundred bucks you're gonna, you, you could be doing every day doing that stuff. Oh, some people have done more than that. I've never done it, done any hard drugs. I never had the desire to. I'm one of those type. I don't even like taking uh, pain pills. If I have to take pain pills, I'm in pain. But in about a day or two, I'm done with them. I just don't. Nah, I'm I'm scared about becoming addicted, and I'm like, no, I'm not taking that chance. I have a high tolerance for pain anyway, but I'm not gonna take pain pills in order to. Um, just to say I tuck them, I don't do that.
3: Yeah, they they, they banned Oxycontin up here, you can't buy it up here anymore.
1: Yeah, because a lot of my doctors from having shoulder surgery, a lot of them have uh, prescribed it to me, and I'm very nervous about that because you hear about all this addiction to it, I'm like, no, even even what they have to do, uh, they have to give me a letter saying, Explaining that I can become addicted. Well, I don't like taking stuff I can be addicted to. Um I'm like, no, I'm not gonna mess my life up for that. No. No. And so
3: and what you know, and there's some people, unfortunately, they have an addictive personality and they have a tough time shaking it. Yeah. You know? There's some people they can quit, some people, you know, they struggle with it for a long time and then quit. And there's some people it's just uh, you know, they'll stop and then they start, and they so addiction is not like a weakness. It's some people, you know, they just have that addictive personality, and once you know, and, and stopping drinking
1: or drugs is a, is a real challenge for them. Yeah, I I can't. I like to be in control of my mind. I can't do something that I can't control. Like whenever I. I had surgery. <clears throat> um, yeah, that first night, I'm a I'm a take the pain pill, but by that second day or the next day, I'm I'm getting myself off of it. I'm not going to yeah. continue taking pain pills three times a day, and I don't need them. Um, and that was the thing that, that made me upset with George Floyd. It's the you know the people that were attacking his character.
2: We're saying, well, he was a drug addict as if because he has an addiction, somehow he's weak and his life doesn't
3: matter as much. I I just can't stand that because people that deal with addiction are in every race, every walk of life. There's doctors that are addicted to drugs, there's lawyers, you name it. You know, to take somebody's name and just smear it and go, Oh well, he was just on drugs and he resisted cops, so he got what he deserved. I, I just find that absolutely um like that is just not right at all. Because he had his challenges like everybody else has their challenges in life and and just to, you know, because somebody's addicted to something that called them weak, I I just can't stand up.
1: Yeah, that's kinda like um when you talk about doctors, uh, the first doctor that did surgery on my shoulder, and that's why now I I pay attention to um, anything, when it's dealing with medical, I search everybody's medical record. If I'm working with you, I search your medical record. If it's bad, I don't fool with you. And I wish I would have done that with the first surgery I had on my shoulder. Because I come to find out after I got the infection, and it cost me six weeks of my life in the hospital, um, come to find out, I it was a young lady that was next door to me, and I would walk around the hospital just to get exercise, and she seen me downstairs, and she asked me, "Um, oh, you had shoulder surgery?" I said, "Yes, ma'am." She was like, "Uh, who was your doctor?" And as soon as I said his name, she went to cussing. Oh, wow. And I'm like, huh? She's like, oh, he worked on several of my patients, and they've never been the same. So when I got back to my room, I pulled my iPad out, and I'm doing research, and I'm finding all this information on this dude. And I started searching his medical license and kind of find out he undid time in prison for abusing the uh, prescription. Uh, Law writing prescription for himself. Oh man! um he quit practicing at one point. He gave up his license for he for they wouldn't take it from him when he went to prison. And this dude, one of the local station, did a story on him. Um, wow. and, and I talked to that reporter after I got out the hospital. And when I mentioned his name, she was like, "Is he still practicing?" And I said, "Yes." She like I'm surprised he haven't killed nobody.
3: So he was an orthopedic orthopedic surgeon.
1: Yes. Well, and I said, man, never again. But before I left that hospital, I changed doctors. I I said, no, he would never uh, do anything for me again. Um, oh man, well, yeah, infections are a serious uh, business, man. Like
2: they can. They kill a lot of people in hospitals every year. Trust me,
1: I know. Um because they the nurses, because I was there for six weeks, they became pretty friendly with me and we would talk all the time. They would they would come into my room on a break just to talk because they were like, We love heard so much about you and they love your spirit and one she broke it down to me. She said, Um, uh Kirk Dog, um I'm glad you came in when you did. If you would have waited another day or two, you wouldn't be here. Oh, wow. Well. And I'm like, wow. Well, That's scary. Yeah, it is. And, and the thing is, because I took pictures every time I went to the doctor, I was take pictures of my womb so I could see exactly how it looked. And I'm asking this guy the whole time. I'm like, hey, doc, this going not look right. Oh, no, it looked good. It looked great. Two days later, I'm like, "Dude, this don't look right." They come ask me, "Have you been digging it?" I'm like, "Hell no! Why, why? would I be digging in a wound?" So, I'm like, "No," but I said, "Never again." I got out of there. That's amazing
3: how they—he still had operating privileges at that hospital.
1: Yeah, he do, and from wow. from my understanding, he's still practicing. So. It, really? Yeah. I'm a, I'm gonna do a show about that uh in a couple of months. And um and at that point is is I'ma pretty much expose him because everything I'm saying is on his medical license. Um it's amazing how Texas Medical Board, it kinda like the law here in, in Texas. Give these doctors a flap on the wrist when he was addicted to uh, to uh, pain medication and abusing the um, the prescription laws, and then turn around and be a time in prison for it, and you give him his license back. Even spent time in a psych ward. Mm-hmm. So, well,
3: again, it just goes to show you, you know, uh, addiction. It's, uh, it can happen to anybody. Yeah, you know, doctors even like people think, "Oh, it wouldn't happen to a doctor." they you know, they know what drugs can do. Well, it just shows you the power of uh, of addiction.
1: Yeah, and and I'm left with 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 uh, scars all on my shoulder. I've had had eight surgeries so far on my shoulder. Eight. Eight. Wow. Eight. Yes. That's crazy. So all because of him. So that that is crazy. I, he would never be able to touch me. So if uh, anybody who I deal with, I always do a background check on them. I don't care who it is. I don't care who recommend them. I do a background check to make sure uh, their license is in order. Now, I'm orthopedic now. He's great. He's great. Bye.
3: yeah when I was young I dislocated my shoulder and um they you know they put it back in and they said well if it becomes a chronic thing you might end up having that sh- shoulder surgery down the line <laughs> and my shoulder used to pop out like every once in a while and I, I just put it back in myself and then uh for about a year it seemed like it was coming out quite a bit and so I went and talked to, like, I, I, I knew a guy that he'd had the surgery to fix it. And he said to me right away, he said, well, how often is your shoulder popping out? And I says, I don't know, maybe, you know, three, four times a year. And he said, you know what? He goes, go to the gym and work on your, you know, strengthening your uh, shoulder. He goes, because he goes, I had the surgery. And he goes, ever since I had it, I've had nothing but problems and he goes don't do the surgery until you abs like if it's coming out every day or you know every other day he goes then you know you got to look at it but he goes having surgery is a big step and he goes and if it um he said now when his shoulder comes out it comes out like way worse than what it used to because he had the surgery so he told me he said just hold off and so i took his advice and Luckily, you know, that was like 15 years ago, and uh, my shoulder hasn't come out since because I, you know, I, I started working with weights and tightening up the muscles there. But I'm glad I talked to him because I was ready to go and have the surgery. And who knows? I could be like you. Maybe like I, I end up having like five surgeries on the same thing, you know, and you just never know.
1: Yeah, you never know. And it's not like what it used to be uh, when you're dealing with hospitals and doctors. Uh check their background. That's the advice I tell everybody. Check their background because you don't know. You mess around and get up in there and and unable to walk out.
3: Well, definitely don't uh, go with a guy called Dr.
1: Trump. <laughs> <laughs> uh I thought you were finna say that doctor name when you started saying it. I'm like, Lord, how did he know? But, yeah, but I'm going to eventually do a show on this, but um, I need to wait on that for a minute. But um, this doctor should not be practicing at all. Um, And and he still do old school. So I have a, when I say old school, you know, technology do change. Um, But he still do it the old school way. I have a Cut from my from the arm of my pit all the way up until uh, halfway across my shoulder.
3: So, uh, what did, do you remember the Learning Channel? They used to uh, this was back in the early nineties. They used to have this
1: program called the Operation. Uh, to show like a full medical pr- procedure. Okay, yeah, I, I think I've seen something like that, or maybe in another show, Emergency
3: Room or something um well this one it, it would show like hip replacement and i remember watching it and the thing was about an hour and a half long and i was just like taking aback. It like it's like carpentry mm. they got hammers and <laughs> you know and it and it's like you know drilling and banging stuff into place and it's like, you know like and i i know what you mean like the incisions are just big you know like they're huge because they're they got to open up all the, the whole joint right and, and it's a very invasive, uh, you know, like you said, the old school way, is a very invasive procedure. Whereas nowadays, they kind of, I, I think they use laparoscopically uh, when they can to minimize, like, the damage to your muscles and, and things like. But not every hip replacement, you can't do that laparoscopically. So it was a, it was a very, yeah, it's a pretty involved procedure.
1: Yes, it is. So, yeah. Uh what well, radio, it's show been good, man. We've been on here for two hours. <laughs> uh, so that, that's a pretty good vibe. You know, I try to stick to an hour, hour and a half. I know Rick's gonna be gonna be like, why you stay on there for two no. no. I'm just trying to have in conversation, get talk. Um, but tomorrow night we're gonna be working on some stuff and uh uh, Risk and I. I know it's been a while since we done it. Uh, she called me Sunday. She and she don't call me on the weekend. She like, hey, I think we're gonna end up doing uh another show to talk about the difference between black laws and white laws again because we done it last year. But now she like, I think we need to do another one. I said, however you want to do it. So. I think that's going to come up in the next couple of weeks. And um, we're going to be doing that because people need to understand the difference in it. We see it all the time, but some people are just blind to the fact of it. So, but oh, cool. I definitely appreciate you for uh, calling in tonight, radio. I enjoyed the conversation. Uh, tomorrow yeah, night, Wednesday night, y'all can catch us at 8 p.m. Central Time. Um, we will have another great show. Please get out and vote. Get out and vote. If you're not registered to vote already, go ahead and get registered for the next election. You don't, you will be ready and don't have to try to get ready. So um, uh, check out your candidates that are running in your city, your state, and please get out and vote. So until tomorrow night, I love each and every one of you. Until then, peace.